0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, B.J. Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts please be sure to rate review share and subscribe it helps keep the podcast growing and getting better thanks for listening and welcome to another episode of the making the turn podcast what is going on everybody welcome into the podcast i'm your host bj parker and i appreciate you joining me and uh I just want to say thank you. Thank you to everybody that's been listening. Thank you to all the support. It's been great. And uh, this doing this podcast has allowed me to sit down with a bunch of individuals that I've gotten to know and meet along the way and been in this business a long time. And uh, today is no different. I am uh, sitting across from a guy that I've known for quite a while. He's been a um, someone that I've looked up to. He's been helpful in my industry and in my career. And it, uh, it's just an honor to sit here and talk to him. It's the golf course superintendent at Belmede Country Club, Mr. Doug Ward. How are you, sir?
1: Just fine, BJ. Glad to do it with you. I
0: appreciate you doing yeah. this. It's a—I've uh, had you on the radar for a while, and I'm glad you—we uh, finally got yeah, to know you. A little you alarm
1: twisting there for sure, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, hey, it's a rainy day out there. It's a great time to get together and get it done.
0: Well, the uh, the fall around here allows us to some t- downtime and uh, could pick your brain, and uh, we, we were able to do it. Absolutely. I like calling you the warden. Is that, you hear that uh, a lot?
1: I, no, you're not the first one to use that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was going to introduce you as the warden, but I, I had to be a little I bit don't more professional. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for inviting me out. I, I want to get into a lot of things, especially the uh, the new beautiful facility that you've got here. And I yeah. know we've had a chance to tour it over the, uh, the last uh, few months or so. But uh, before we do that, I just want to uh, say, you know, how... You know, I know a lot about you. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of people that uh, you know. We spend a lot of time together. Have we? We're going to learn some things about each other along the way as we discuss this. But for those of you, because I got a a pretty good audience now, I'm listening. You know, I want to get you to listen to the podcast. So I know we talked before that you this will be maybe your first one. But uh, Mm -hmm. tell everybody sort of your career, your career path, where it started. And uh, how you got to, to end it up here?
1: Well, as most people know, my dad was uh, really heavily involved in the turf grass industry, mm-hmm. actually, in the university level. He's taught and uh, did much research at uh, various universities. Tell everybody uh, who your dad is. Uh, Coleman Ward, Dr. Coleman Ward, uh, really got very interested in it, uh, receiving his PhD from uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, and from there, he ended up ultimately at uh, Mississippi State and helped get the turf grass program off the ground okay. in that area. And that was really just during my whole uh, formative school years all the way through high school. I was uh, closely uh, associated with what was going on with that program. So you uh, kind of
0: followed him along through that? Really,
1: really did. I mean, I didn't have any cho- choice. <laughs> I'll right. tell you what, I ended up on those turf plots more than uh probably at that time more than i actually wanted to but yeah. um uh, really got interested in that even got into the uh one of the first usga soil testing labs there later on in my high school years and got was able to be a part of that too um i think i last two years in high school i worked for yule Coates, who was a big uh player there at uh-huh. mississippi state there and worked uh in his weed science program right there doing some work on those uh turf grass plots too so uh really got a just a big exposure to the whole industry right there and uh, really yeah. f- fascinated me I originally uh was going to go into landscape architect but uh, a year of that I decided uh I really didn't want to sit behind a desk and uh push a pencil like that yeah. I just wanted to be more outdoors and in the turf industry so uh that's really where I gravitated yeah. and uh Really haven't looked back since.
0: What What do you think sort of steered you in into being in the – not the architect side of it, but the golf course side of it?
1: Uh, well, I don't know. It was all hands-on. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, – again, I, I did work at the uh, turf plots there uh, for a number of years and just seeing just everything that was uh, involved in the industry. Yeah. Definitely uh, – my father uh, uh, consulted several golf courses, and time to time he would take me along with him and right. uh, uh, got to see a lot of neat places along the way and saw how, you know, just various people got the job done. So yeah. fascinated me.
0: Well, walk, walk me through sort of after your educational career, wh- where did you kind of go from there? I was told to ask you about Jack Nicholas. I don't know if that rings a bell. But... Yeah,
1: well, uh, it certainly yeah. does. Uh, Graduated the uh, University of Florida in 78, uh, and that was back, I would say, in Jack's somewhat formative years when he was just getting started yep. in the uh, architecture end of things. Um, and he was—he had this uh, philosophy he wanted to – every superintendent he placed on one of his golf courses, he wanted to know them personally. Sure. And he, and I'm sure plenty of people have heard that uh, you had to work through it through Jack in his yard there <laughs> to be uh, qualified to uh, be on his team, but uh, that's really how it worked out. Back in the day when I was again when I was graduating, I uh, was able to uh, get into contact with Bob Cup, who was a, uh, one of his uh, associates there, and he was pretty much in charge of finding students coming out yeah. of college to place in Jack's yard to work and get to how know. What's the know size him of this more. yard? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I think, uh, it's a, that was some pretty high dollar real estate. Is it well, this is in Florida, right? Yeah, it was in Florida. Yeah. It was, uh, it was in North Palm Beach, okay. uh, North or, uh, Lost Tree Club. And, uh, there was a golf course right across the road that, uh, was associated with that, uh, that development right yeah. there. But I'd say Jack probably had about two, two and a half acres right there. Yeah. Uh, um, Bayfront property right there. And, yeah. Nice, uh, well-kept yard had a grass tennis court, a putting green, and uh, he, he was heavily into ornamentals at the time. I'm sure he still is. Right. But uh, it was kind of a multifaceted thing, so We weren't just taking care of the the turf and all. It was yeah. just the whole the whole nine yards as far as a you know residential sure. yard goes. But that was it was neat exposure. Um, you know. Got to see Jack almost on a daily basis. Yep. You know, if he was in town, you know, he'd be out there in his robe. He could be out there playing tennis. So right. It was, it was kind of a neat thing. And <laughs> I thought it was kind of nice to – or uh, kind of a unique thing just to almost see all his kids grow up at that time. Sure. Uh, I think Jack Jr. was uh, maybe in high school at the time. And, Jesus, yeah. smallest small either Paul or Danny, I forget, uh, he was maybe – Five years old, so man, it was. Yeah, I date myself. That's going way back. I tell you what, I'm sure all of them are. Yeah, all professionals now doing something.
0: Well, do you have any neat stories from that time per- period that you could tell that uh, probably wouldn't get you in any trouble?
1: No, I nothing. Did, cr- did nothing you have a? Crazy. Do you still
0: have a relationship at all with Jack? Or do y'all? I, do you ever.
1: You know what? I haven't talked to Jack in some yeah. some time. But uh, I, you know, I think uh, he would recognize me. If sure. We would, Pass, cross paths you got to reach but, out to uh, him i i should but it's like, oh you, Doug, you, maybe yeah, yeah. He,
0: maybe he listens to the podcast i well, don't know he could go. be a secret admirer Bright. well <laughs> well if he possibly so, so I'll, he did. I'll wait for the phone call
1: there yeah but uh nothing really crazy uh i was there for about a year and i, I can't say anything just off the wall yeah. happened um you know a little oddness but nothing sure. nothing i can really give you as yeah. a little anecdote or or anything but uh, that was kind of a stepping uh, stone for me to move over to the lost tree club gotcha no uh, uh, the superintendent was uh looking for an assistant at that time and uh, conveniently was placed over there uh, and i was there for a year or two at that capacity and moved into the superintendent's Position at yeah. that time, so spent the next six years, about six years there as superintendent, Lost Tree Club.
0: Uh, I don't, I, I don't guess I really realized you were in Florida. I mean, that's that's something yeah. that I learned that I, I guess I didn't know that you spent some time in Florida. So what? I did. What uh, what what drug you to Tennessee? Did you have a path that kind of intermittently got you there?
1: Well, I tell you what, uh, got married in the meantime. Yep. Uh, her folks uh, were she's from Pennsylvania. My at that time my my family or mom and dad lived in Auburn. We were I'll tell you being in the South Florida area, you're pretty much removed from a lot of yeah. uh, you know, friends and family down there. I enjoyed it. Um, kind of missed the I don't know the weather <laughs> up here. You know, this uh, you know it's looking same, outside. It's, it's not like, that great uh, here. Yeah, it's the same old thing down there. I just you know got tired of the grind of yeah. uh, you know three hundred sixty five days of uh, you know just a total, total uh, same thing right after the other. Really, yeah. was not a big seasonal change. The big deal was I wanted to get back to family, put her closer, her folks, yeah. my folks. Uh, just started looking around, not necessarily in Nashville, but uh, yeah. just. In the southeast, I think more than anything else, just what may be uh, out there and available. And uh, lucky enough, this job uh, at Bell Mead was as opening up, and uh, the rest is history, I guess yeah. you'd say. And just uh, was fortunate they uh, selected me to come on up and take care of it.
0: So, did you come here as the superintendent? I did. I did. Was Dave Green leaving to go to Dave the golf Green,
1: club? Dave Green, yeah, that was a, uh, a done deal. He had uh, already announced his, uh, uh, you know, being resigning from this yeah. job. He didn't actually – I don't believe he went straight out to the golf club. He, I know he worked for Raskin and uh, uh, Nashville Village yeah. and, and a lot of his uh, properties yeah. along the way. But, uh, yeah, that was a done deal. Um, and uh, I think I took over in – November about this time 33 years ago wow yeah. I was gonna ask you mm-hmm. has there
0: been 33 yeah, yeah. I, that's who I worked uh Dave was at the golf club when I did my internship right. and so I, I knew some of the history between him being here and moving over there and and uh, them starting that club so it's uh I, did, I, I didn't know if you were here when he was here or, or, or...
1: I did I actually uh he was still in and out here yep. and he actually I did my first uh Tour of the golf course was with Dave. Yeah, uh, and he showed me around uh, and you know kind of filled me in on the on the details. Yep, for sure. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So what's it like been here, uh, Bellmead? Uh, yeah, it was, in 33 years, I can only imagine the changes, but uh, sort of. What yeah, are the highlights of the some no, of the things that uh, you've experienced?
1: Nothing uh, that nobody doesn't already know. Just just yeah. the, how the the state of the industry has changed over the last yeah. thirty years. You know, I I know uh, going back talking to Mark Littlejohn, who was I think one of Dave's assistants here. Yeah, uh, just back in the day, you know, five thirty seconds uh, was a typical mowing <laughs> height for your greens, right. and uh, you know if they were stamping eight five. Boy, you're doing pretty good, and you yeah. got them up to nine five. You were, uh, you know, you were some magician or whatever. So, yeah. uh, just the, just the overall, uh, raising of the bar over 30 years. Sure. That kind of, you know, what we're looking at now that uh, most people aren't happy unless they're rolling at 11 or, yeah. or over. So, yeah. um, um, just top to bottom, um, just uh, grooming and, uh, tightening a turf uh more manicured look nomus uh nowadays doing more with less but uh uh definitely just a given a you know the better uh what you would think of as what you'd see on the pro tour yeah. quality conditions yeah
0: well let me toot your the horn a little bit I, um because I, I want you to talk a little bit about it but it, those who don't Know about Bellmead Country Club? It's a highly it's a high end private facility here, and uh, it's right pretty much right in the middle of Nashville. It's just what would you could say a little south of yeah, or south south, southwest southwest quad, yeah, quadrant. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but it um, it how long has it been here? It, this is pretty old. Well,
1: uh, officially on the books, nineteen oh one. Nineteen oh one. The golf course uh, itself here, uh, I think, was in around the nineteen sixteen seventeen. Uh-huh. Uh, time frame. They moved over from pretty close where the old Richland was over there, yep. close to 440, yeah. over to this uh, this parcel right here, and uh, really the rest is history. Sure. I think. Um, forget. I want to say 19 1909. The I think the clubhouse was constructed and right. was constructed here on site.
0: No, well, who was the original owner? I, I want to say Donald Ross, but I, I may be thinking uh, that's wrong.
1: Architect. Uh, uh, or, or not, yeah, architect. Everybody likes to say uh, Donald Ross, uh, but there were various people. I know George Livingstone, the first uh-huh. pro here, and uh, actually pro superintendent really had a lot of influence on the uh, on the um, golf course. Sure. Um, I forget that there's a – name, but last name was Baker, had a big influence on how the golf course was put together. But Donald Ross did, in fact, come through in the late teens and had uh, input on, sure. on the golf course. And uh, it is, uh, is in in the record book, it is labeled as a, an original Donald Ross Donald Ross well,
0: it, production. well, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's a roundabout way of saying it. Well, he did. I, I kind of felt, I didn't know all the history. That's interesting to know. I mean... Um, you know, I'm a fan of Donald Ross. It's one of yeah. my favorite architects, and and uh, I thought I'd heard that before. And and I know it's changed since then. And we'll get into some of that. But uh, the, the layout here is pretty unique. It's uh, on a smallish piece of property in the middle of. I mean, there's a lot of homes around it now. Right. I don't imagine that was the case back in the early 1900s. But uh, no,
1: it's. Uh, we've got a couple of overhead uh, photos here yeah. from the 20s and 40s where. Yeah, even even in the 40s kind of out in the, the country wasn't. Uh, it? That's that's right. Yeah, was.
0: Well, um, the golf course itself has uh, gone through a lot of changes. So, what have you? What are some of the things that you've seen since you've been here? I know there's been a full. Was it a full real redesign? Re- it was redo? a full
1: redesign. Just yeah. over the year up till 2003, there there were a lot of minor changes. Yeah. Bunkers were uh, always a subject uh, of uh, repair, and things like that yeah. went on and. and smallish projects went on, but uh we did have a major uh redo or uh redesign or oh. actually it wasn't redesigned but uh renovated right at that time.
0: You didn't really change routing much, did you? It
1: did not. We yeah. had, there were a few uh minor reroutings mm-hmm. but uh, pretty much the uh the uh, the routing is intact right. from uh, you know the previous golf didn't course.
0: Reese Jones do that or
1: Reese Jones came in, yep. and did that. Uh 2003. Uh-huh. Um, well, we started March of 2003. Opened back to I think our grand opening was the following year in May yep. 2004. Right. Yeah. And that was pretty much top of uh, green complexes. Uh, uh, bunker scenarios uh, around them were yep. totally pushed in, redone. Yep. Uh, all the bunker features that uh, are on the fairways were redone. Uh uh-huh. Uh, fairways were regressed some minor changes to their contours but not overall but right. uh, tee boxes likewise were yep. uh, taken from the old round uh, round motif to the squared off mm-hmm. Don, what you would see more sure. m- more than likely in than right. the old heyday Donald Ross's heyday right there right. so kind of giving it getting back to the old old school look
0: and what's the feedback been? You've had a chance to. I mean, it's been a while. What ten years now or so since the read? What did you say? It was well, re- two
1: thousand three, and yeah, then you know yeah. that that's uh, <laughs> that comes up a lot. I yeah. tell you what, you know, you asked uh, a member to. He says, "Oh, we we just did that ten years ago. Yeah. It's two thousand three. Yeah. It's uh, more like fifteen or fifteen or, years. or plus yeah. years ago. So, uh, yeah." It's been a minute. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: and in, in feedback's been good on the changes, and
1: it has been. Uh, I, I think uh, it did get back into a, a more, you know, push-up green look that we right. kind of lost over the years. Uh, back uh, it it was uh, worked on by uh, um, Trent Jones back okay. in the '50s. He was uh, commissioned to come in, and uh, and since him. I think uh, Gary Baird came in and did some uh, uh, work on the greens back in the 70s, 70s, uh, late 70s, around 1980. And uh, I don't know, a lot of the talk was we lost some of that old school look, that push-up green type look with greens up, bonkers down kind of deal. And uh, I think that was the biggest thing that – influence that uh reese had on it when he came in here he kind of he, he did work on giving that that flavor back to it yeah when we when we redid the green complexes
0: do you have to do you consult with him a lot on just some he uh,
1: yes him and his crew uh bryce swanson is uh one of his uh primary associates he's in every year uh-huh. if not more than once a year yeah. uh, looking at things of uh, and uh, consulting where we need to Changes, right. improvements, things like that. Yeah. So, anything on the horizon? Uh, well, we just got through with a major bunker renovation, right. that, And that was the, a big thing on the horizon. We just finished that. So, walk
0: me through that. What'd you do there? Uh,
1: the bunkers uh, were—I don't know—they uh, uh, were very sloped, and over the years, from 2003 up till you know last year, you know, there's definitely some dynamics to those uh, where they. They tend to become deeper where blowers go and push sand out right. of them and the bu- and the sides move up. Uh, lost some of their original shape uh, and I guess their contours had a lot of what they call negative slope sand, where you could be on the backside of a bunker and maybe hitting down on a shot, You're right? And, and having to get it up and onto the green, which mm. really was not good <laughs> for our average handicap. Right. I think somebody told me just yesterday that I average handicap of the Of our memberships, maybe 15, so that's not really... Yeah, well, that's lower than most clubs, Yeah. actually. (laughs) But, well, ladies, maybe 25, so there you go. And uh, that's trying to help the... uh, Looking at the the average golfer, we don't want to make this just a totally unplayable or unenjoyable place to play, so... What we did uh, with uh, Reese's help and Bryce Swanson was a big player in that uh, pretty much all the sand was flattened out, more grass slopes, more than sand slopes. Right. And uh, went back uh, mechanically. uh, We had billy bunkers, and they were put – The original billy bunkers. The original billy bunkers with the the, uh, gravel and tarp material over them. We did go to – the better Billy Bunker, which has the sprayed-on polymer sure. that uh, keeps that in place instead of the, the tarp material. So far, so good. But uh, the uh, response and the for the changes in all has always been just super positive, just yeah. overwhelmingly so. It's just really uh, made it day and night. You know, it's pretty common knowledge if there's any one place <laughs> of a golf course that gets criticism, whether if... it deservedly or, or not, right? It's the bunkers, absolutely. It's just, uh, no, no getting around that. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, tough environment to play out of, and you don't want anything out there yeah. that uh, makes it any tougher. But uh, what we did with the new sand, the new drainage system, uh, and the more than anything, just the contour of those greens and flattened out like that has just been very well received. Right. And, uh, as a, would you say you as made as it plus?
0: Made it somewhat more playable? Would is that, oh, yeah. without a doubt, yeah. without a doubt,
1: especially to the average golfer, right? You know, there's some of those negative slopes. You know, a guy carrying a, you know, scratch handicap or one or two, three. You know, yeah, not that he can get he can negotiate that. Yeah. But you know, for our for our membership, definitely an improvement. Yeah. yeah, I would say so. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, like you were alluding to, the bunkers seem seem to get so. So criticized so heavily and yeah and you know it it's it's really a fascinating thing on our end because it's typically a hazard, it's something that you know it's a it's a maintenance nightmare a lot mm-hmm. of times to maintain and but you realize that it's part of the it's an integral part of the game in a lot of ways from whether you're setting up a hole by visualizing a mm-hmm. or a green side you know bunkering we can go deep into the weeds on that, but i mean you know to to look at it from the standpoint of how can I improve these and make them better. You know that's that's a that's an important thing,
1: right? It is, and and it wasn't just their shape and size. It is just you know after fifteen plus years in the ground and, and you know the yeah. flood of two thousand ten and all that. Yeah, you know you've got to know that that sand is deteriorated or yeah. you know gone downhill, with all the weeding or you know, edging and whatever. It's just right. a natural thing, and really we had not really addressed that uh, subject uh, really up until then. And, You know, typically, I think bunkers probably should be looked at maybe every seven, eight years. Yeah. And I I know some people do that even more often than that to, you know, keep them up to form.
0: I, I, that's probably not not something I've really touched on a lot in on these podcasts is is sort of what are the expectations for the different things specifically like greens or bunkers mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. so it's interesting to kind of hear your take on i I tend to agree that there's a lifespan to this stuff even if it's just checking drainage make you know replacing sand there's some things you just need to be considered doing you know and and, no uh, and you know lifespans may be different on greens or whatnot we're in a you know we're in what I consider the it is the transition zone, but it's a tough place to maintain grass. And I know we didn't talk about it, but you, you're one of the few now who are, still have bent grass. So talk a little bit about that challenge and and where you're at on that.
1: <laughs> well, we're we're there. <laughs> yeah, bent grass. I mean, I,
0: I feel you. I know. I know what I you're going I don't know.
1: Through. We we were at the uh, we had a superintendents meeting with this the other day, and uh, you know there was a raise a hand on you know who has bent grass, who has Bermuda. It wasn't fifty fifty. Well, that's what he was <laughs> announced. I said, now nah, I think it may we may be. Trending toward uh, Bermuda grass a little yeah. bit more. But the, there are a handful still here yep. in um, in Nashville. And it's a doable thing if you've got all the tools at your disposal, disposal to get it done. Um, I, I would encourage anybody that would do it, I, you better have a good set of greens fans yep. to manage uh, airflow during the summer and keep them cooled off. That's definitely, I would say, a prerequisite, especially if you're looking to maintain your yeah. – your uh, speeds at you know above 10 and a half you know it's just an absolute must right um but you know over the years they you know just the the different uh techniques and methods to keep them you know up and alive is is, is a doable thing yeah. it's um uh, do you really you know is it is it all worth it right yeah you know, but uh so far, so good. I, you yeah. know, I have no regrets. I, I, I enjoy managing bentgrass greens. Yeah. It, it definitely has its uh, its uh, disadvantages during yeah. the summer where you definitely have to babysit them, so to speak, uh, uh, more so than you would uh, Bermuda grass greens, managing the water and right. keeping them cooled off and all.
0: You think you've lost much sleep in the summer sometimes from – Rough, rough days and, uh, and difficult.
1: Oh, back back <laughs> in the day, uh, yeah. when we didn't have all the, especially when we didn't have the uh, fan technology right. or, uh, at our disposal. Yeah, there yeah. were some, there were some head scratchers there on whether yeah. this is really the what we ought to be doing. Yeah. But uh, uh, like this last year, we had uh, what I think we had ninety nine days. Yeah, they were 90 or above. Yeah, I think was that was like the record right there. Yeah. And uh, we, we fared pretty well. Plowed um, through. Um, uh, uh, it's always a challenge. Yeah. And sure, Yeah, every now and then you think about it. You know. But, right. um, uh,
0: well, I, I said I wouldn't ask any controversial questions, but I would like your take on is there ever been a thought process? or I do know you, you have a Bermuda uh, Ultra Dwarf Green we on the property. We do. Uh, is there – Any thought or has there ever been any discussion about it? Or is it just kind of like, eh?
1: No overwhelming uh, talk right now. I know it's out there, certainly. Uh, Definitely hear about it every year, you know, how this guy and that guy, you know, his Bermuda grass greens are rolling 13, and uh, they do really well. Don't let anybody go play Old Hickory. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They'll come back wanting them. Stan, have those things uh, buzzed down. I tell him.
0: I'm like man, what are you doing over here? It's yeah, just, look out! Been
1: really good. You're making it tough on me. And it, yeah. it they got a point. They definitely yeah. have a point. Uh, and most of our play is during the summer. You know, yeah. June, July, and August uh, probably our heavy, most heavily played um, time. You know, during yeah. the during the year, and uh, that's when Bermuda grass is, you know, undoubtedly at its best. Yeah. So you I mean, know, you, there's a, there's you've a,
0: heard all the uh, the pros for it. I mean, you're you're not. You're not unaware of them. I know that. No, no. but the thing that I think is unique here is, is you know, a lot of private high end clubs, their play is low, but mm-hmm. that's not the case here. You get no, we're
1: about twenty one thousand. Yeah, you get a lot uh, of rounds. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh and, and you know, like I say, June through August, our biggest play. Yeah. But you know, we do on those shoulder months. Uh, like we had over hundred rounds of golf yesterday. Yeah. you know, and we're in november which is uh sure. pretty pretty good for us yeah. so uh, it can happen uh i think one guy said the other day you know i, I prefer bent grasses you know as long as it's you know in its prime yep and it's firm and and fast it's probably a truer putty surface and then i i tend to agree with that yeah some people will argue that it's not yeah. um but uh, you know during the summer you have to make way you got to have. You must say the Bermuda grass is probably the uh, the desirable uh, surface playoff. Yeah,
0: I mean, I would, if you're comparing it in the summertime, if, yeah. if they're going to play golf in late July versus here yeah. or anywhere, it's been, I mean, it's just, it's going to be hard to say yeah. that they're comparable. But I, I tend to agree with you. If all things are equal and I had the very best of both, mm. it's hard to beat bent grass. I mean, the Bermudas are really good. Yeah. And I've had an opportunity to, to manage both, but it's hard to beat Bent.
1: They just seem to be a truer surface, yeah. you know, in their prime. When, in, is, if you compare both of them in yeah. their prime, uh, it's, uh, in my mind, the the most true surface you can put on out there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, what are some of the challenges that you face here? I know that's one of them, but uh, there's got to be more. Um, you know, what are some of the things that uh, sort of – Challenge you on a daily basis to sort of get things done, even at a even at a high end club. As high end. Well, I tell you, I mean, what,
1: you just can't go without. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. The labor situation yeah, here that's in Nashville the is absolutely the uh, the most challenging thing we're looking at now. Yeah. Just uh, with the boom booming uh, uh, construction and everything, uh, and just uh, all the service industries, you know, just taking off and sure. just uh, you know such a demand for just the entire labor pool out there and uh, how that's driving wages up, you know, your yeah. typical uh, golf courses and typically your highest paid uh, employees out there. But, uh, you know, we just see how this trend's going, we're, we're just gonna have to make changes and uh, yeah. become uh, more competitive. And until we do that, we're just really, we're, and right now we're just, you know, when we uh, are looking for labor, It's a a challenge. It's a challenge to get uh, quality labor to come in. Yeah. uh,
0: Talk a little bit about your staff and how you're set up here.
1: Uh, Well, I have uh, two fine guys working for me uh, in management, Kirk Gates and Austin Brewer. Kirk's been here 20-plus years, and it's uh, really a a big plus uh, for me to have somebody with that kind of tenure in here that uh, can just drive the – the daily uh, routine for me and um, schedule things, get the the crew motivated and, and on task yeah. uh, is uh, kind of an invaluable uh, source I've got to do that. And Austin Brewer uh, just started uh, for us last uh, last December or right after he graduated in December. He's uh, is U- he a UT Martin? U- UT Martin grad. Those Skyhawks. And he had uh, yeah, absolutely. He'd. Uh, intern for us the summer before last a uh, real fine young man and yeah. really taken to the reins very well um, I think he's going to be a good one here uh, in the near future but uh he's yeah. uh doing a good job for us likewise yeah also have a landscape uh, superintendent also um, um Matt Anderson been with us for about five years he
0: okay.
1: a- actually previously worked uh for me uh Back when I first got here, went to school, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, got a. So he's not a spring chicken. Got it? now. <laughs> not a spring chicken. No. Had a landscape architect, degree, yep. and uh, went into business for his on, on his own, uh, doing landscaping for several years. Right. Uh, and uh, kind of. Turn all, you know, all coming back around. Uh, as when Doyle Watson, you know, a journeyman here, yeah, had, had here. that, uh, a, that uh, position, uh, retired. Yeah. Uh, he was the logical choice, he was ready to go, and sure. uh, has worked out really well for us.
0: Yeah, what's the size of your uh, sort of your entire staff? Yeah, uh,
1: right now, we uh, during the winter months, we're at the 12 to 13 uh, guys, uh. And believe me, we keep them all busy even during the winter. Sure. We have quite a few projects going on right now. Um, I have two guys back in the shop: uh, Danny Prentice, our our uh, head mechanic, uh-huh. uh, Andy Gasparini, who I think formerly was over at uh, Gaylord, is in uh, assisting him right. and uh, kind of an RIT uh, nice guy too, uh, jack of all trades right. there that uh, has uh, worked out real well for us too. So. There you go. About uh, three guys under me management, yep. and uh, two in the shop. Another thirteen. Yep. Summertime, we can uh, get on up there 22, now twenty three, just really dependent upon what we
0: yeah. have going on. Is after. that is that mainly high school and college labor pretty interns? M- pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have guys who come back year after year? In we that role? have a
1: few. You know, they you know they're in and out. Right. Usually, they uh, you know even being college students, you know they're going to be good for. What, three or four years, and right. then you're going to have to reload there. But, yeah, we do have some repeats yeah. that, uh, that are nice. And then, no yeah. doubt, as you know, uh, somebody that has a clue yeah. on uh, what you did last year or the year sure. before uh, makes it a lot easier.
0: Yeah, those are hard to find and nice to, nice to have when you got
1: them. Mm, that's true. That's well- true.
0: So, what's a day in the life of Doug Ward like? What do, what do you what does your days consist of?
1: I I let the, Kirk runs the day to day stuff. I, you know definitely uh, monitor that, but uh, come in, do, just just, uh, just be warden, be the warden. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh, uh, certainly, there's always there's always something yeah. on the horizon. We always seems like we always have a project. Or so that uh, is on the forefront that uh, is being uh, needing attention. And uh, that's pretty much what uh, I'm looking at there.
0: You spend uh, uh, time in planning meetings and different things like that. I'm assuming that you, that takes up some of your time
1: as well. We do, Well, we do have staff meetings here at, yeah. the, at the at the club. Just uh, this, uh, this operations meeting yep. once a week. I have another meeting once a week for sure with the general manager just to keep him informed. This is kind of a loose crowd here. Sure. Uh, as far as just me and Kirk Austin, it's. Uh, you know, no huge uh, sit down, uh, come to Jesus meetings or anything. Right. It's just uh, we're all pretty much on the same page. And <laughs> well, you guys are.
0: You guys have been together a while. You kind of know how each other think, what you're right. expecting, and and that's it's something to be said for that. It's hard to find in this business, and I know I know Kirk real well. Played golf with him the other day. Mm-hmm. It's a good one, and you know, yeah. keeping him around and having him here is big time. So Absolutely. I know that's huge for yeah. you. And that kind of leads me into um, what I – I know you've given some talks on it. I know you've shared with our association and some – and it's going to be hard to kind of describe the beauty of this place, but talk a little bit about the maintenance facility uh, renovation, what you went through, why that came about. Uh, I certainly know those things, but for my (laughs) – I mean, I'll I'll kind of preface it by saying you guys were – Need in much need. Well, of, that's that's the, the key.
1: I'll tell you what, anybody that walks into our facility now, unlike you, you know, you you've saw the yeah, old right. facility, and uh, that's almost <laughs> what I would wish anybody could do. Right. I mean, we got some old pictures of it, but uh, unless you saw the the uh the old guy there, yeah, uh, you really have no idea what we stepped up from. Sure, uh, definitely a beautiful uh facility. Uh, it was kind of a A works, and a thing in the works for over two years. We'd been talking about it. You know, honestly, I think they were talking about improving the old building back when Dave Green was here. Wow, that's. I can see old old drawings that uh, that you know wouldn't to the effect or or to the degree what we have now. But uh, you know, that's how pretty antiquated that building really was it was it was uh the best we can tell it was put together 63 or 64 something Uh like that and uh they certainly were not thinking of the overall golf course facility i think they were just thinking of just where can we park right the bit of of, uh, machinery we have and maybe give uh, the superintendent an office to work out of and it was uh bricko block building with a tin roof and a couple garage doors on it and it evolved over the years you know you you, know, you make improvements to what you have right. and whatever but uh, it was just woefully inadequate especially for today's standards what we have to you know the equipment we ha- we have and things yeah. we need to do um, I, yeah if i had to guess it was probably put together in mind of a maybe somebody Supporting about a seven man crew. Right. I mean, every, every that's everybody. Right. So, uh, uh, that's what it is. It was it. Was, that building was probably no bigger than what our administration mechanical room is right now. Yeah. So,
0: well, one of the things let me. One of the things I like to do with this podcast is because guys listen and try to get some things um, that they can use to maybe helpful and walk them through a process. So if somebody's out there as a superintendent who's listening. Who or uh, uh, any any sort of maintenance or lawn care or whatever, and they're facing maybe a facility uh, upgrade. Walk walk me through the process. I, you had a, a really rundown a place that needed upgrading. Place, so what did you uh, how place, did did you interview? How did you go through architects? What well, is uh,
1: you know, and we we, we uh, how would you
0: how would you tell somebody?
1: I did. I was, of course, I have a mover and shaker, yeah. finally, greens committee chairman that right. was going to that helps support us. Oh yeah, yeah it, wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. Right. if Right, did not. No, and I certainly don't believe I could have just gone other and pounded the table and gotten it done. But right. uh, you have somebody like that with his uh, guidance, uh, we started. Uh, uh, with a with a, a design of our own, which looked okay, we had a an idea. You know, we knew the spaces yep. we needed, how we wanted them separated from each other, traffic flow, things like that. But really, and I, and we spent a little money on that. I think we had a maybe eight ten thousand dollars out there uh, on that initial study and all. Right. And um, I just the more and more we looked at it, and and it got to to the point where we knew they were now ready to they were going to come up with the money to get it right. done. uh that's really not that was not what we should settle on we we needed to go ahead and get something that's going to be here for the next 40 to 60 <laughs> year or plus yeah, I mean, you know you're right you know why yeah. you know and uh, go ahead and uh you know get something out you know here on the ground that's gonna, not going to be able to come back and ask be, for that's it that's right you know said doug if you don't ask for it now it'll be coming back in a right. couple of years because exactly. it's not going to happen so <laughs> he was right but uh with that in mind we uh started looking at uh sources that would uh be able to give us some insight on what you know what what should we be looking at what are we missing you know we, again we knew pretty much what nuts and bolts we, we wanted but uh you know, it's like you're building a house. Yep. You know, I've lived in the house all my life, but I couldn't really. I'm not the architect. to Come put it together perfectly. You know, I can throw my ideas, but uh, sure. Uh, went to the McMahon Group, uh, who has done a lot of this type of work, putting together golf course facilities. Certainly, they're not the only ones out there, but they're they're a good one. Yeah. And i I would I would uh, endorse them for sure. Um, and they've got a team over there. I think Mike Vogt was the kind of the ringleader over there, and they had a, a engineer of their own in house that uh, helped, you know, put things together. Right. And really, they that was the the basic uh, design. They helped us with the basic design where buildings go, traffic flow, uh, how we would uh, work in separation, uh, just just total logistics yeah. on how to make this uh, you know a doable thing and they definitely it wouldn't it wasn't a deal or a situation where you say well all right guys this is what we want
0: yeah
1: tell us what we need how are you gonna <laughs> do it and they they wouldn't do it that way right they basically encouraged the input from our team which we gave them over the year I and mean, I'll tell you what we did slow walk it. We really did because we knew it was not going to happen, you know, from a money standpoint right away. Right. Um, But we got, which. you know what, I don't regret that happening in that way because we got a lot of time to look at it and think about it, throw something on paper, look at it for a few months. Yeah. Think about, come back to it. And, uh, you know, after a year or so, uh, we pretty much came up with what we were pretty darn well comfortable with sure and uh, gla- kind of glad it worked out there. you know after that uh we went to a bona fide architect and he cleaned everything up inside you know making and he, he was very useful a lot of things that we overlooked there you know just you know things you take for granted sure uh, that um uh, helped, helped us uh, you know put the polish on it so right. to speak and um you know after all that uh, the money came through. It, <laughs> took, a, it took a minute, and I will tell you what, yeah. it didn't didn't happen overnight. But uh, we had pretty much all it as it, you would say all our ducks in a row when right. it, when it when it started like that. Yeah. Well,
0: you guys went about it the right way. I mean, you had this old antiquated facility for so long; it was the right process to kind of walk through and I think do was. all your due diligence yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. And and you know, so you got it's going to be hard to describe everything because this is audio, but I mean, you've got basically, is it three separate buildings? Three
1: separate buildings, actually four different areas. Uh, I mean, and the big pusher on it there, BJ was, uh, uh, just our equipment Yeah, all the equipment we had that we could not put under roof. And that was, that was really the main selling point among other, quite a few other things. But, uh, uh, we have a, now we have a pretty large building. We can put pretty much all of our equipment under that roof. It's cold storage, but it can be, right. you know, it's out of the weather and uh, well organized. Uh, you know, we were tripping over ourselves, <laughs> you know, when we, you know, shoehorned in all our equipment in our old building. Yeah. And we couldn't get it all in at that yeah. time. It was almost a safety issue, and it really was right. getting around at the end and beginning of each day, so... That's one building that's uh, pretty close to 9,500 square feet that houses the equipment and small, a couple, it has a series of small rooms that, you know, take care of uh, irrigation supplies, golf course supplies, right. uh, small tools and things like that. And we even actually have a, a room over there where we can service our coolers as an ice machine and a rinse down area for that. Right. So, That's one. That's the biggest building we have out there. Uh, We have this, uh, the building we're sitting in right now, the administration uh, that's a series of four offices, uh, the mechanics area on the far end, two bay, mechanics, two lifts, parts room, grind room, and an independent office for him. And in the middle of it, we have our uh, our, uh, employees area. And uh, rest facilities and yeah. everything. So, and again, that's uh, I I want to say it's we're about s- mm, close to a little over six thousand square feet right, right here, and then another small independent building about 2,500, 2,600, that uh, houses our fertilizer chemical storage, and we have a nice area uh, where uh, we can mix uh, our our uh, spray tanks up in it's got a capture system where we can recycle nothing yep. really goes down the drain everything is you know environmentally friendly over there yeah where we can uh, recycle anything that goes through the system right there
0: well it's got to be I mean a great I mean I, I know you what you dealt with to now this is a, a world of difference but it's a beautiful place I, I mean it it really must improve the the morale, the efficiency, all of that. There's so many things that probably came out of just redoing the building that uh, you wouldn't even have thought about. But like you said, I mean, just parking, pulling in equipment, and, right? And in the day and, and 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 beginning of the day was probably it's that that's just oh, changing. It's a, it's a, a, a
1: game changer. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess you know from a the upfront deal in the in the employees and just everybody that that works out here. just – you think about that old building, the only room in that whole place that had heat and air conditioning was my office and it had a window unit. So, <laughs> and it wasn't all that great either. But, uh, you know, our living spaces here, all the offices and the break room, everything, you know, the, the employees come in, right, into, uh, uh, you know, locker rooms, all that. and That's all. Uh, no central A and heat, and that's just just a game changer. It really, yeah. especially, you know, like a sure. day like today, no doubt, or anything, you know, no temperatures below 40. You got, you know, when you're coming in for a break, or what or, or lunch or whatever, you got, yeah. you got a place that you really w- have no problem sitting yeah. down and and doing business. So this this, and it it and I I got to think it does help us recruit yeah. employees, even though that's a tough job. It certainly does not. Hurt, taking them through, and showing them what we no, have to offer. For sure, for sure.
0: Now, I, I, I you do have like a, a housekeeper or someone. We do.
1: That's one thing we, uh, we pretty much set up front. Uh, yeah. You know, we got a pretty big investment right here, and why, you know, why let it uh, just take care of itself? You can't do that. Right. It's just, it's too much there, and uh, it just puts a bad. Uh, you know, puts a bad picture on anybody that comes through. If yeah, you got something like sure. this, you don't take care of it. But we do have a full time sub, uh, a girl that's actually uh, the sister of one of our employees on the golf course. Takes care of uh, just everything, top to bottom, and uh, just uh, invaluable, invaluable uh, employee. Yep. Just uh, I and mean, she is just on the move always. As you can believe, uh, right. a place this big, uh, there's no lack of. Uh, you know dusting mopping whatever it takes to keep it you know keep it current
0: now you, now is she just responsible for the living quarters and you know the break room and stuff I'll did tell you they...
1: what she is uh she is all over this place I right. tell you inside and outside but uh, she could be even over in the uh, in the equipment storage uh, sweeping that out at nice. the end of the day okay. or whatever uh, you know her I'd say her primary duty is here in the administration yeah. and uh, in the main building and all yeah she does uh actually get out on the golf course service uh wash stations things like that a few few minor things gotcha. out there and uh she's definitely a uh an employee that uh i mean just well received by I mean, m- money well spent There's Absolutely, no no question no well question.
0: i'm i'm a big believer in that how you take care of where you live where you work uh, translates to what you do on the golf course, right. and even though you've got someone, you've put importance on that. You don't want a board member or a president or anybody to sure. come down here, and, or a salesman or me or anybody, and say, "Man, what are they doing down here?" You know, you want it, you need it. You've spent this investment, and you, you, it's important.
1: No doubt. I mean, it sets the tone for everything Absolutely. else. I mean, you got a good, good-looking place right here, uh, and you know that's what we expect uh, yeah. out on the golf course. So, yeah. um, you know, it's uh, hand in hand. No doubt about that. Right.
0: Well, when you uh, when you got ready to pull the trigger from start to finish, how long did it take?
1: Uh, they said seven months, and that is about what it was. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of prep work, and it was a little bit more than just the building. It uh, you know you think uh, every <laughs> all the utilities coming into this place were from back in the sixties, yeah, uh, so it a, they were totally inadequate, and uh, there were certainly some improvements like. Fire protection, everything we certainly didn't have in here that we yeah. that were required to bring in. So, pretty much all gas, new gas lines, uh, sewer lines, two different water lines, and uh, power for yeah. sure. That was a big undertaking. Uh, the infrastructure alone to get everything done here was uh, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close to a million dollars. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was going to say I, I wasn't going to really ask, but are you? Yeah. Can you say what you what it overall cost?
1: It was. Uh, I mean, that included. Now. Yeah. It, it was uh, a little over three. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's. I mean, it's. It shows. It's beautiful. But it, yeah. I mean, if you are ever in Nashville and, or in the area and want to come by, I mean, I'm sure they'll show you around. But it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, we're proud of it, yeah. and uh, we should be. Yeah. It's a, It is a nice facility, and it uh, definitely gets. Uh, the job done that was we intended yeah. it to do. Yeah. No doubt.
0: Was well, there anything else golf course wise that you're looking at in the near I know you said you just did the bunkers, is there anything yeah, that's no, yeah, well, eight, I you, ten years out or well, or eight, sooner? ten years
1: out, uh certainly uh, you, you took, like you we were talking about, there's always a life span on everything. It seems like Whether a green could last uh, 20 years or 100 years, I think uh, there's an argument there. But it seems like here, about every mm, 20 to 25 years, there's an itch, if nothing else, to do something (laughs) about them. And that may be coming up. Uh, You know, definitely the Bermuda grass uh, subject, I I think, will come up again. And ultimately, that may be something out there on the table to be consider whether no. we go that way or not who knows but I think uh I would say within the next let's say conservative the next 10 years yeah. or something right there will be done right now I think the big uh, emphasis is uh, we have a lot of trees that uh, have uh, really matured here on the golf course and there's yeah. a little bit of a program right now going on to remove some of them where they definitely uh, are affecting turf a lot of them that've just been there so long they're ready to come out I mean sure. they're deteriorating and uh, definitely have uh, overlived their lifetime and are now a safety issue so out for instance this year I think uh, after that uh, after our architect came in a couple months ago that we have about 50 trees on the on the list that are coming down yeah this winter which will keep us busy A couple other improvements uh, around uh, uh, shade issues around greens where trees are coming out. We're Mm -hmm. having to put in uh, new landscaping for screening purposes along perimeter roads. We have a few things like that on the books. Sure. Looking at the greens uh, collars, uh, especially with bent grass uh, greens, you do have uh, Bermuda grass encroachment uh, over the years, and we're looking at – Getting uh, a lot of those surfaces back to their original dimensions and cleaning up that. So those are some of the things we're looking at. Maybe yep. the, even this this winter, we're looking at yep. to uh, uh, improve.
0: Talk a little bit about your irrigation system. Uh, you 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 uh, have a little bit of a different setup, don't you? Here.
1: Yeah, that, no doubt. There's uh, that is on the table. Also, uh, we have maybe one of the oldest irrigation yeah. systems in town. I don't know, maybe. Our have something a lot older than we do, but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, old hydraulically uh, controlled yeah. system. Uh, I know there's some superintendents out there that swear by them and they're they're uh, what they're used to using. But uh, certainly, to say it's antiquated would be an understatement. Right. We we were talking about it the other day, and you know how old are some of the heads out there, and I I honestly i believe there's some our some of the, our fairway heads the old toro 690s were put in in the mid 70s so yeah. i hate to say it but you know to their credit they're still turning they're around working. And getting it done <laughs> yeah. but uh again it's kind of like our old building it's uh back in the day that was a great that was a great system and yeah. it did what it was supposed to do but there's definitely some more sophistication out there and uh, more effective and efficient systems that uh, yeah. we need to be looking at. You know, certainly, you know, an electrically driven or a controlled system versus the old hydraulic, more responsive, uh, better head coverage, just, and, and I think just an overall savings in, yeah. in water use, no doubt. <laughs> so we have had a, uh, Tony altam has been in here, he's a pretty uh, renowned uh, irrigation sure. consultant and has drawn up a very nice plan for us. I'm sure it will be tweaked over the next uh, year or so. Uh, and ultimately, it's kind of like this facility here. We know the money's going to be coming. We just yeah. don't know exactly when. But, uh it can't uh, really be soon enough. We certainly have a, a tired system that yep. uh, definitely has its issues.
0: Is that pump station and everything? Pump or?
1: station actually was is not that old. Uh, it's a it's a VFD drive okay. and uh, actually not in bad shape. We are uh, unfortunately having to pump city water to keep the keep everything going here. Not there's just not enough groundwater area to store water here. Right. So. That's the case, and we're pretty much restricted on how much we can pump at one time. So what we have right now, just bottom line, probably going to be good uh, for the new system gotcha. as we as we move into it. Uh, not that it wouldn't be improved at some point, but uh, I think what we're looking at is just getting a new set of uh, you know irrigation heads, uh, controlling uh, lines and everything yeah. to uh, give us a little bit more efficiency and fewer breakdowns, right. for sure. Do you
0: pay for water? I know you're on city, it's but. City water, yeah. pal. But I mean, yeah. what I'm, what I'm, I guess I'm leading to is is that having that, the system you have currently versus a new system, may, you may oh, yeah. show oh, a lot of savings.
1: Well, that's one of the selling points, yeah. uh, BJ, for sure. Um, you know, we're hoping. Because uh, I can only
0: imagine what you yeah. pay for water.
1: We're thinking, <laughs> uh, I would like to say 30% savings, if not more, yeah. on, uh, on water for yeah. sure. And yeah, you know, when you're starting to pay for it like that, uh my, from the city yeah it, it adds up it's not just the electrical's scholarship when we're paying for the real deal right there yeah okay. i mean so yeah
0: those are things that you can tangibly touch you know take hold and it's, show that it's an easy way to sell yeah. it i easy mean it,
1: way to sell and legit is yeah. definitely legitimate right for sure yeah well that sounds
0: like that sounds exciting and sounds like it's the ball's rolling on that it, deal. it
1: is it is. As a matter of fact, we had a, 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 a annual meeting last night. And it was brought up during that. Yeah. That is certainly one of the things that we have major things we have on the table that uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, going to be in the in the near near future for us. Well, good deal. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for it. We all are for sure. Uh, but I, it's, a, it's a little bit of a uh, it's frustrating at times. Well, that's one the of
0: system. the system. That's one of those. Is it's kind of like the maintenance facility. Although you can see the maintenance facility, yeah. the irrigation. What am I really going to get out of it? You know, right. it's hard to – you know, you, you have to go at angles like saving money because you're just going to be basically – everybody yep. just sees you're just burying something. Well,
1: it's like the main – it doesn't help them hit a better golf shot, right. you know, so to speak, or yep. anything. And, they you know, they can't rub up against it and say, wow, this is, right. this is really nice, like your new bunkers that right. just got put in. But yeah. uh, it all has to be looked at. I just uh, You know, the infrastructure is just as much as important as everything else.
0: Probably gets sure. lumped into doing some other things too. I would imagine.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, enough about the golf talk. People mm-hmm. have listened to us talk a little bit about that, and and uh, I just you know encourage anybody that's in the area to. I mean, it's a private club, but Doug's uh, always excited about uh, having people take a look at it, and you got a great yep. place, man, and Absolutely. enjoy it. But before I let you go, uh, yep. Um, you know what? What are some of the things that you've sort of that have kept you going? there been mentors in your life, people that have sort of I know you talked about a lot about your dad being influential, yeah. but are there other people along the way in the industry that's kinda and you've been doing this a while now, so what's what's sort of keeping you
1: Well, I don't moving? know. Uh yeah, without a doubt, he was uh, my my main source and uh, for sure. Uh and honestly I I got a lot out of uh back in my formative days in the superintendents but you know with bob cup and that group right there got a lot of uh uh got a lot of insight on how all that got uh you know all that got put together right um actually those are probably my main two uh inputs right there for sure
0: well those are those are huge yeah i mean you i you know what can you say when your dad's a influential and right. big time in it, and Bob Cup's a, a big and then,
1: time, and yeah, and having Jack, well, he was always in my in my ear at the huh. time. about the six years I was down there, there was always some huh. kickback from him too. That was yeah. uh, always uh, whether you agreed with him or not. Yeah. On all things, it was uh, that was a great perspective right there. That you know you just you know, just don't get every day yeah. for sure.
0: Well, what keeps the juices flowing? What keeps you getting up and getting in here early mornings, these long days? Uh,
1: Well, you know, I mean, it's either in your blood or it's not. Uh, I just, I think it's just, I do have a a facility here. They're always wanting to improve it, and they're willing to put the money into it and all. And just knowing that, uh, you know, next year's probably going to be a little bit better or different than than, than last. Uh, It's uh, encouraging to know that, you know, improvements going to be made, and uh, just to see that whole dynamic come, you know, come to fruition. Right. So, uh, kind of, kind of a neat deal. Yep. Kind of a neat deal, and just uh, putting your ideas out there on the table. It seems like we, uh, between me and the all, all my staff, there's always a new. You know, like everywhere. You know, you got new ideas, and and uh, look forward to putting them into place in nature out there. And, awesome. Uh, and the the constant (laughs) the constant battle with nature out there for sure you never that's a
0: whole that's a whole nother topic
1: never know what you're going to get for sure
0: well what would you tell uh someone that's uh looking to get in the business or a young assistant superintendent what is some what's something that you've that you were told that maybe you sort of passed down and try to uh give to guys who are coming in our in our industry
1: uh, take it one day at a time. I, I don't know. Just get in there and get immersed into it, uh, and know uh, it's just not always a nine to five job. It's yep. just uh, it's always gonna it's a you know three hundred sixty five day a, a, a year job, yep. and um, uh, be part. Don't be discouraged. Uh, uh, there are always uh, setbacks in the industry. I guess with every job, but uh, uh, I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt, yep. and um, you know, one with nature type type plug. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, it's given me a lot. I, I'm I'm on a different side of it, but mm-hmm. I, it's you know, it's one that I love and enjoy, and 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 I've known you for a long time now, and I know you enjoy it, and and you know, hey, anybody that's in this business needs to do it because they love it and enjoy it, and but every day's different, and every yeah. and, and it's always something new and exciting, and and uh, it's just one of those things that's hard to describe unless you're in it.
1: Well, you're true and it's a great bunch of guys that, yep. to be in association with. I think I'm not a big uh, as you know, I'm not a big uh, uh, Twitter guy and all that, <laughs> but I got enough guys on my crew and I definitely uh, uh, there's a definitely a fraternity out there that does uh, uh, get around that way and uh, you know don't don't be shy to share information and sure. uh, take it from others no That's, doubt. absolutely as a, as a as a great resource.
0: Well, last question. What do you like to do for fun when you're uh, not out here doing all this?
1: I'll tell you what. My big deal, I love to travel. You know, that's one, <laughs> one thing you know, being a superintendent you don't always do. Right.
0: Well, not a, a lot of people hear that.
1: But uh, usually every year, uh, once or once or twice a year, yeah. uh, I, I get out there and do that. And it's uh, try not to – try to get out of the state and everything like uh, – Last fall we went up to uh, Maine, that area up in the Bar Harbor area. Yeah. Uh, this last spring we went down to the Turks and Caicos and oh, nice. took in a little bit of uh, sun and fun down there. But uh, yeah, that's that's the uh, that's what I'm into. Like yeah. uh, once or twice a year, try to get away from it all and uh, yeah. uh, you know, reload, uh, re recharge. It. Sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, you you're still checking out the preds and all.
1: Big Preds fan, yep. big Preds fan. I'm, I'm, uh, I got big hopes for them this year. They're uh, looking on right. I know you are too. Yep. Uh And uh, you know, when you get those tickets, let me know. <laughs> I'll uh, follow you down there. Uh, I think uh, this this may be a year a little up and down right now, but uh, I think uh, consistency will will come. Got to break we'll it. We got to break through and yeah, win one. that be awesome. We got we to be. We got to get there for sure. I mm-hmm. like that new logo. That black. yeah uh, that black hat. Uh, I tell you, I got to get one of those.
0: I haven't been going to many games lately. I just no. been preoccupied and well, and they're all on TV now.
1: I know, though. You know, like there's yeah. something to be said. The best seats on your house. Uh, there's something about I, I don't know, if it if there's any one sporting event I think I enjoy more in person, yeah. than others. I'm, it's I'm a, a hockey game. I agree no, with you, no doubt about it. I, so, agree, I agree with uh, you. Football, you know, I kind of like the instant replay, and then the couch may be the yep. best seat in the house, but. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, big prayers, fan. Well, go, me, go me, guys. Yeah.
0: me too. I, I hope that they break through. Well, Doug, this has been a pleasure. I appreciate your time. I know it's valuable. Yeah. Uh, thanks for finally doing this. Uh, it uh, means the world to me, and um, we'll get you listening to these podcasts right, and get you caught so. up. I'll show you how to find it on your on your iPhone, if you if you're yeah. an iPhone guy, if you're a, if you're a oh, yeah. Android I, guy, I can't help
1: you. Yeah, my iPhone. I got but, an iPhone there. I, but I, uh, uh, I got a chance there. But uh, sorry, it took so long. Yeah. I got uh, you know uh, a little slow walk to you on yeah. that a little bit. But it's uh, all right. We're ready. It's uh, I get time that, is right.
0: I get people that tell me no. You didn't. I know you me got no. a few more out there. We'll, we'll, I'll help
1: you work on those guys. But
0: we'll, uh, you know, I know you're involved in a lot of things, and your time is 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 uh, you know. Something to be said for how valuable that is, and I appreciate you doing this. And, yep. And uh, we'll do it again down the road, but uh, thank you, man. I appreciate Absolutely. it. It's been fun. It's been good to uh, get to know you a little yep. more and uh, spend some time with you.
1: Glad to do. It was fun.
0: All right. Well, All right, that's man. it for everybody for the episode. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Be sure to go check it out, Making the Turn. It's available everywhere you listen to podcasts. And until next time, I'm B.J. Parker, and I'll talk to you soon.